What's up, War Report family? Y'all know when big news drops, we have to come and mm. talk about it. Like, we're not breaking the news. Like, this is not us saying we're breaking news. Mm-hmm. But we are reacting to the news. Um, for y'all that don't know, you are rocking with your boy Ike Jones, my man Mike G here. We are reacting to the news that Derek Mason will not be returning to Auburn for year two of the Brian Harson regime. So, he gone? He gone? Question mark. It was a question mark. Yeah, Yeah. certainly. Uh, 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 How are you feeling about it, man? You know, what what, what are we feeling as, you know, as fans? Again, this is a fan channel, man. We're just, we're reacting like fans. We're not here trying to be the media. I mean, we get media passes, but we're not press, so. Let me tell you, my initial reaction is, damn. I felt like they were building some positive momentum uh, on defense, especially at the end of the season. And I mean, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that the defense outperformed our offense by a large margin, right? Specifically this the season. second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Specifically the second half of the season. So this is unfortunate. I, and, and from a recruiting standpoint, I think this hurts as well, too. Um. You know, Derek Mason, you know, everything he was pop. I mean, he was he's popular with players. Uh, you know, uh, he's popular with the other with most of the other coaches, is my understanding. And, um, you know, there's a lot of speculation out there about like why this is happening. Uh, but I mean, we gotta plug and keep moving. I I just hate it. I hate that we've turned over two coordinators and you know, less than a year. That's that's is crazy. So I don't, I don't know where to go with that. I I'm just I, I I my phone started blowing up and I was like, oh god, what happened now? Right. Right. And you know, I come to this and I'm just like, man, I don't know. Now listen, there's there's a whole contingent of people who should be happy because they were calling for his job. Oh, yeah, this people have anyway. been screaming right? that Derek Mason was awful and there's no reason we should keep him. And mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I yeah. mean, and they're, we're not done with the list of coaches that some fans believe do not deserve to have a job. But mm. Derek Mason was definitely the chief amongst those uh, by a large contingency. Right. Yeah. So I don't want to hear nothing from that crowd. Right. If you oh, want to hear plenty from them. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I mean, yeah, you I don't want to hear gone. anything as far as like bemoaning the whole situation. Like, oh, my God, Correct. what's going on? It's like, yeah, no, yeah. you should be happy. You should be happy. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I am sure. not. I'm not in that crowd. I'm not happy about this. Um, uh, I just thought. You know, for year one, uh, they logged a top 25 scoring defense. It's pretty good. Um, they went from almost dead last in the country on a third third down conversions allowed, you know, to top 30. Uh, they, they did some good. They made some strides. They made some significant strides from last year to this year with this staff while trying to figure out you know, pieces, how pieces fit, you know, what, you know, where, and, you know, there was just a lot of shuffling going on in year one. So they brought in some highly rated talent. Um, and yeah, it just kind of killed some of the offseason momentum, I feel like, because a lot of the recruiting wins we had were defensive. Yeah, now okay, you're changing so, so defensive let, coordinators. Let, let's talk about that for a second, because the reports are that Jeff Schmetting is going to be moving up to be the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of the defensive staff is staying intact, and we're likely going to be bringing Brumbaugh in to be the defensive line coach to replace uh, Nick Eason, who left recently. 
So are we losing that much momentum defensively? We're, we're having continuity in scheme. It's going to be the same scheme likely, or at least a lot of the same concepts because we're not bringing in a completely new defensive coordinator. And the people who have been strongly reported as the main contributors to the success of the recruiting are still here, minus Nick Eason, of course. But when Nick Eason left, we didn't see a mass exodus of players. Um, and the other guys that are responsible for the defensive recruiting, namely Zach Etheridge and Trevon Reed, still intact and still seem to be very much a part of the philosophy of what Harson wants to do going forward. So are we really losing that much momentum? Like how uh, much of a step down is this truly? Yeah. I mean, if, if I mean, if, if he's the one, we won't know until we see the next guy call plays, right? Like call. No, I mean, I, I'm talking about the momentum that you're speaking of as far as recruiting. Recruiting now, is again, concerned. There's literally no way we can project forward to how the, the defense is going to perform uh, on the field right now. Yeah. I don't think it's positive for recruiting. So I don't think if, if it's anything, it can't be anything but negative for recruiting. Right. I don't know there's that no I po- agree with that. There's no positive spin to this. I mean, I don't, if you were, I, I don't know if it's a net loss is my point. I don't know. I, I we didn't I don't know that we gained anything here, but is it a loss? That's my question. You mean specifically from Mason leaving, right? From Mason to Schmetting being promoted. Yes, is there some significant gap that we need to make up now in the recruiting effort? If there's anything lost in recruiting, it's with the recruits who have not yet signed who Derek Mason had a heavy hand in recruiting, and we don't know who all those are right now. I don't know that there's any. That's my point, is that the main recruiters that have been prevalent out there grabbing recruit who who was Derek Mason lead recruit for that we've landed so far that you were excited about? I honestly, I'm being 100% honest with you, I never check lead recruiter, secondary recruiter. I just know that they signed. That's all I know. I can tell you, not one. He was okay. not lead recruiter on any of the defensive talent that we've brought in that anybody's excited about. Okay. So, um, I have no idea, again, who he is leading recruiting on. That doesn't mean because he wasn't the lead recruiter on the guys that he signed doesn't mean that he didn't have an impact on them coming here. There's not no that. way to quantify. And that's, so that, that's, that's what, what you're saying. That, you're that's saying there's no point. way to quantify yes. the effect on recruiting Yes, specifically on recruiting, because that's what we were talking about. Now, we can extrapolate to other things later. I'm talking about the recruiting momentum that Mike was just talking about. How do we quantify the impact of that based upon what we know in recruiting? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you can. I just don't think you can sit here and say that it, those guys who committed to knowing that they were going to play, particularly in his system, regardless of who they're recruiting. The system's not just, changing. But you, I mean, do you know but, that for a fact. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Every, you don't know that. You don't know that. Okay. So is, is, the, is the guy for sure going to run a 3-4? The guy who helped put the system together is... Derek Mason admits Jeff Smetting helped put this system together. Did he not? I don't, I don't know. I've never heard that. It literally said before the season start, we're in the lab like mad scientists putting all of this stuff together. Jeff Smetting, definitely a part of that process. Okay. That don't that don't mean it's going to be the same though. I'm I, I yeah. I'm what I'm asking you is you're you're making very definitive statements that it's a different system. We're going to lose momentum. I'm asking you, how do you know that? Based no, upon I'm not, what I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying that I don't I mean, you think did. You literally I, said I don't that. I, I don't think this can you can say this is positive. I didn't say it was all. positive. I said is it a net negative though? 
I think I, that it's I, yeah. close to a net zero. Honestly, I think, it, I think it's a net negative. I think I it's think, a net negative. Yeah, I, I think it's a net negative, but not necessarily from a purely count the impact in the last year phase. I think what it does is it puts a little bit of stain. Stain, stain's too strong a word. It would make me question why Brian Harson chose Derek Mason and why a guy that he chose said, "Nah, I don't, I don't really like you that much," and left to go to a program. That is not that even though uh, God bless Oklahoma State fans, they seem to think that why would you not want to come here? Listen, buddy, no, nobody cares about Oklahoma <laughs> State <laughs> in football. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Y'all aren't Other that than Oklahoma who can't seem to beat them uh, on a consistent basis. But yeah, right. Yeah. So listen, I get it. You're proud of your school. But this is a this is a downgrade to go to a program with. Um, I don't want to less of a spotlight at the very least because y'all aren't playing these schools every year. We are. Yeah, um, we're in the college playoff hunt till the very end. Hunt. Yeah. Hunt. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, so, listen, that's more than Auburn can say last yeah, year. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Last so, I mean, year, we still that's more have, than Auburn can say the last couple years. Oklahoma State was a lot still, closer than Auburn was. I mean, they play in the worst conference, but still, the worst. Con- anyway, I don't want. I don't want to get too too far gone off that. I still believe Oklahoma State is a step down as far as program goes. I don't disagree. I don't okay. disagree. So with Especially that, on the defensive side. Right. They had like a bunch of seniors. They were like completely senior late in last year. So they had a good year and they had a good DC. I know he went to Ohio State. That's why there was an opening. So I think that that shows good on them. You're still not that program. Y'all aren't. You're not relevant. Every time you get close, you blow it. Um, you lost to who was it? Iowa State in 2011 when you had a shot at the national championship. You mm-hmm. lost to Baylor this year. They had a backup QB just like y'all's QB was not. That was their their backup. I don't know. He was terrible. You've gotten close and you've blown it. So you're not a really good program. Okay, we're not a really good program, but every now and then we seem to come through, and we play much better high profile teams. Yeah, agreed I on all of that. I think to go play, to go there is a step down, and I think that looks, at the very least, questionable. And we can kind of sort of work out some of this, why Derek Mason would leave. I don't think any of us, when he got hired, said, oh, Mason's going to be the D.C. of the century. No, we knew. It no, was yeah. one, maybe two years. We knew that. I, I thought but two years was, was the max. Yeah. I did, too. But I think what's concerning is what we're reading, and this is just reports. These are yeah. These are different... People who provide information, this is not the Auburn University football program providing it. This is not Harson saying it. This is not Mason saying it. But the reports are Mason didn't like the way things were being run by Harson. So he said, I'm going to cut it here. I will stay through the end of the recruiting cycle or at least mm-hmm. most of the way through early signing day. Help you guys wrap this up. And then I'm out. The question that would make me ask as a parent of a recruit is, what is he doing that you after how you ended the season or the effort I made? What if I like the effort y'all showed on defense? If you don't like this guy enough to stay through when you've had nothing but a good recruiting cycle, you've got players to work with, you've got momentum going forward, what would make you leave? That would be the question I have if I am a parent of a recruit. And if I'm a recruit that's thinking forward enough, I would be asking the same thing. Which is much more questions. Which, which, which is much more likely than... Oh, Schmetting was involved, so it, you know it's probably going to be the same, right? Right. That's much right. more likely. I don't, I don't somebody know how both some, of those things can't be true, but continue. 
They can, but it's much more likely that somebody is questioning this in every single way. If you're a recruit trying to pick put, or choose a school, they're not questioning it at all. So that's what I'm saying. It's hard to spin this as a net zero, like a it's lateral not a spin. Left. Like that's a that's an opinion, though. Like you're you're saying that's a spin. I just I'm don't think it's you. positive. I, let me let me reset. I don't yeah. think this is positive in any way. That's I don't fine. think I, I don't I'm think not, this is positive, and I'm I don't not trying think to change your mind. Neutral. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's neutral either. This yeah, is negative. <laughs> right? I disagree. You're, That's what I'm saying. Like, I, don't, I don't know there's evidence for that. And then when you're taking into account the body, whole body of work of the season, you're now losing your second coordinator. Mm-hmm. Both coordinators you hired are out the door. Mm-hmm. Right? So when you, when you encompass that, again, this looks worse. And uh, I don't want to get too far into the reports of why, because that's all wild speculation. Wild speculation. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, um, so I don't want to get into that. But, you know, I just think, you know, he may not have been the lead recruiter on some of these guys, but those guys are still committing to playing in a system that he in name was responsible for. And I, you know, I, neither none of us can sit here and know how involved Schmetting was because that could just be all teamwork talk. Oh yeah, we're in the lab, blah blah blah. That's Mason's system. He's the one responsible for the product that we see on the field ultimately. So like, I I just don't I don't think I don't think that you can, um, you know, and, and there's going to have to be. I think there's going to have to be some kind of spin. I'm worried about this coaching staff now. Like I've been very pro this coaching staff. This whole time, you know, this, this, this here is unsettling. And I think if I were a recruit, it would be unsettling, regardless of who recruited me. I, I, just have, the I guess my point is I haven't seen that and it's early, but I haven't seen. Yeah, you're not going to see from, it now. <laughs> I mean, w- when would you see it? Like it didn't, it doesn't take a long time for somebody to be like, what? I'm out. Or he hasn't even officially said anything like yet. So I just don't I I just don't think it's okay. Well it's, let me take it the opposite direction. What I have seen are people like Zach Etheridge and um Jeffrey Emba come out and or even the former players that were under this system talk about how confident they are in Jeff Schmidt. I have seen that proactively from people. So I haven't seen the reaction in the opposite if it's since, too early since for, broke. Yes. yes. I have I have I have not seen any reaction from any just players. Definitely go check it out. Now. Jeffrey Embaugh specifically and um, Zacoby McClain specifically have come out with Jeffrey Embaugh is talking about how he's ready to get to work and he, you know, did the little handshake thing with the new the defensive line guy. He's still bought in completely. Zacoby McClain came out with a glowing endorsement of Jeff Schmetting. Zach Etheridge has already talked about, hey, we're still trying to get to work. So again, if it's too early for the negative reactions, why is it not too early for the positive? It's, it's, that's My entire point here is that it could possibly be that this isn't as bad as everybody thinks it is, and maybe it's too early to say this is terrible. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I, I'm with you, Ike, in the in the sense that we cannot objectively know if Jeff Schmetting, as a defensive coordinator, cannot coach and strategize as well as Derek Mason, the defensive coordinator. And I don't think there's any way to parse how much of one person's or the other's it was. Uh, There are coaches everywhere at every level of college who are great at what they do. Just because we don't know them to be great at what they do doesn't mean they aren't great. Before this year, were we hearing about the the OC from Western Kentucky because they could put up points? No, but then they put up a bunch of points and the quarterback looks good. And now he's a hot name. 
you don't know who is great at that until they do it. Now, I I cannot tell you that I went back and looked at Jeff Schmetting's last couple of defenses when he was a DC to right. see exactly how what type of you know yardage he held teams to and stuff like that. So there is a, a distinct possibility that this could be a net loss zero as far as X's and O's because I'm never willing to say, oh well, I've never heard his name, so he must not be as good as the guy whose name I know. That's that's not how that works. However, I think that what we're fighting here is not. And it's not even a complete negative either. It's the optics. The optics, not because the offense looked, the offense looked bad the last half of the year. And so we got rid of the OC. That looked like a positive thing because the offense looked bad. The defense looked good for the majority of the year. And now a guy doesn't get fired. He did not get relieved of his duties because you're not good enough. I know somebody who could do it better, which that would look weird after the defensive season we've had. It's because I don't want to be here anymore, reportedly. And mm-hmm. other, I really don't know that there would be any other reason he would leave if he wasn't fired. The optics here are much stronger than anything tangible that we have. And even though we we it could amount to nothing as far as on-field performance, because college football is still very much reputation and relationships, this may. I think this is a negative in that sense. That's where, and I said this earlier, it gives people coming here and their families a reason to go, what do y'all got going on? And yeah. I, I don't think we can afford that with a 6 and 17. Now, if we were 10 and 2 and we had some of this going on, it could be like, listen, man, we've got, we were doing great. Trust me. I know what we're doing because I've already put some of it together so you can trust what you've seen. What I've seen is, mm, and now upheaval, upheaval after a bad season is like bad on bad. And, and that's what I think is, is a net negative here. I got you. So let me let me say two things in response to that. And then we need to go to these comments here because there are a lot of them. We appreciate you guys jumping on here. 300 plus strong on a random Friday live here. Um, the perception issue, 100% agreed, unless you take it from the standpoint that Listen, if if you're unhappy and you're not going to be rowing in the same direction, we can't continue to be in the same boat. I would rather you find a place where you can be happy, just like we talked about with all of the players that have exited and decided to go to other programs. If what we are building and the way that we've chosen to build it does not jive, regardless of what we agreed to last year and we thought we were on the same page because this happens in all forms of relationships. We thought we were on the same page. We started getting into the relationship and it's like, uh, you know what? Actually, I don't agree philosophically with X, Y, and Z. And it just became bitterness and more unhappiness as the season goes along. Then, yes, it's going to be a positive to say, you know what, let's just amicably part ways so that we can get somebody in here or I can promote someone from within that is in alignment with the vision of where I want to take that. That doesn't have to be a negative thing. Agreed on the perception, though. The perception is going to be weighed on the court of public opinion, which you can't really control. And there's nothing you can do about that except try to force Mason to stay here and be unhappy for an entire other season just so it doesn't look bad for optics. Does right. that, is that, that can't be a positive thing. No, and the other portion, the other portion of that that I would say is that, you know, if at some point in time people are swayed by Derek Mason not being here any longer, there's not much you can do about that. And at some point in time, that was going to be the case, right? There are better ways for him to exit that look better, but at some point in time, he's not going to be here. 
And so you have to figure out as Brian Harson, the head coach who is going to still be here, how do I build a program that they are attracted to come and say, listen, I know this guy's not here anymore, but we can still get the job done. And that's going to be his challenge for as long as he's at Auburn. For this year, next year, regardless of the way anybody exits ceremoniously or unceremoniously, that's going to be his job the entire time. Agree. Uh, let's, let's get, get to the these comments. chats. Um, Stephen Cryer says, I've been one of Harson's biggest defenders since he arrived at Auburn, but I've lost a lot of faith in him in the last few weeks. It's basketball season. Let's, I know it's there are at least two people on this live who feel exactly the same way with that. Uh, JT Martin says, oh my God, thank, oh my God, thank God somebody finally said it. All these moves have made me very weary of this coaching regime. Uh, Walt Taylor says, was it Mason's scheme or did Smed in the Iron Bowl? So let me address this. Or, or, does anybody else want to talk about this? Because there's been a lot of people who have Yeah, that's message board fodder. Yeah, there's, I mean, that's message board fodder. That's as much as I'll say about it. You know, somebody somewhere put something out there, it spreads, talking about Schmetting was the architect of the Iron Bowl. I'm not buying it. I'm just yeah. not buying it. Yeah. And uh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, well, go ahead. I, I'll get to this in a second. And I, I wanted to make this point because me and we, we kind of touched on it in the group chat today, but if let, let's hypothetical, number one, I don't believe that Jeff Schmetting called the iron bowl. So no, 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 um, no, I don't believe but that's that at not, all. I, that's not confirmed fact. I'm not Derek Mason telling you who came up with the game plan and called it. That's just what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say hypothetically that Jeff Schmetting did call the iron bowl. If Derek Mason had certain tendencies, certain strategies as a defensive coordinator and how he called games, and the Iron Bowl, he put those responsibilities in somebody else's hands, then it would stand to reason for me, and I really do believe this, that a change in tendency is a positive strategy for any team. Therefore, if Jeff Schmetting had called 11 games and Derek Mason had called game number 12, it would have been the exact same advantage. I don't think True. that the Iron Bowl result <laughs> was the result of, oh, Jeff Schmetting knows football better than Derek Mason. No, I think it's that collectively they said, we're going to do a bunch of different stuff. And that's where the difference of, of, of experience and that's where the multiple DCs on staff came in handy so we could do different things than we had been doing all year. It wasn't one DC who just had to empty his whole think tank through 11 games and all of a sudden he's scraping to do something different in game 12. No. I think it's you've got multiple minds who are very good at what they do, and they collectively said, nope, they hadn't seen this. You know why you can do that? Because you've got another guy who's been D.C. So even if it wasn't, again, if it was inversed and Jeff Schmetting had called 11 games, look, you've got tendencies, whether you intend to or not. Everybody has tendencies, and it's nothing but a positive to break tendencies on that last game. And that's why I think we were really effective. Now, I still... You can assume Jeff Schmetting was the reason they broke tendency in a lot of ways. I think Derek Mason's no fool, and he was saving something in the tank. Now, whoever you want to believe, again, I don't believe that Jeff Schmetting all of a sudden took over responsibilities for, for Derek Mason. That, that doesn't make sense. But um, I think changing tendencies works a lot. I think that's how Bama won the 2017 National Championship. I mean, that's how Georgia won the national championship this year. They did something different between the SEC championship and the national championship game. Like, does that mean Mm -hmm. that now all of a sudden, whoever the defensive coordinator for the SEC championship is a different person who called the defensive plays in the national championship? Listen, wide speculation. There's literally (laughs) no way that we would know that. I understand why people would think that because it's a a drastic departure philosophically. But to your point, 
Um, if you actually examine how the defense played game to game, you would actually see that it was different pretty much every game. Like, yeah, we were, it, it, we, we were we constantly iterating on how we were playing defense against every opponent. It wasn't, we're going to play the same way, it doesn't matter. It's just a defensive philosophy. Now, again, the percentage of blitzes and, and all that, definitely different in that game, undeniable. But those blitz packages existed the entire season. So, um, again, I don't have a, an answer as to who called the, the Iron Bowl. I do know that there are, if you pay an, as much attention to the stuff that dis, that you disagree with as the stuff that you agree with, there are enough people saying the exact opposite out there for me to know, say, I don't know that there's any truth to this. Because there are definitely people who are saying, no, that's complete hogwash, that right. Mason was still calling the Iron Bowl, and people just want to run with that narrative. But again, if it's the thing that you want to believe because it fits your ideal, then yes, you're going to believe that more wholeheartedly. I just don't, I don't have enough answers to say definitively one way or the other. Um, Joe, Joe Kyle says, uh, oh, well, thank you. I like I, his take on this point, given what we know. Thank you very much, Joe. Listen, man, I appreciate that. Um, there was a, there was a, uh, Mike G <laughs> backdrop <laughs> <Yeah>. has entered the transfer portal. Um, it's going to be marble next week. It's going to be marble back there. Uh, Lisa asked um, if I was this concerned when the offensive coordinator was fired, right? Um, well, no, because he was fired. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it is slightly different when someone yeah, is fired versus yeah, someone he was, leaving yeah, of their he, own accord. Yeah, he was fired. Um, and the problems were apparent. So when your defensive coordinator is leaving... And the perception is that that was the strength of you. I don't even know if that's just perception. I think I think the defense is much stronger than the offense this year. Yeah. Um, you know, they played very, very well in spurts um, this season and had some notable, you know, letdowns. But that I think in part could be contributed to bad offense. Um, I don't. I was I was less wor- and I was less worried about offense because we have an offensive head coach, right? That's supposed to be his thing. So I I should never have to worry about this is how I, this is why I was so frustrated with our last coach. He's supposed to be the guru. So in some respect, it's not, it's not that it should matter at all who our offensive coordinator is, but you should be always good on offense, right? Because you're running philosophies and then you're getting somebody to call plays within that. This is worrisome to me because there is, you know, and I again, all speculation at this point, but like I'm just starting to wonder about the guys that, you know, he's surrounding himself with because Bobo wasn't your hire. Now he's gone, right? Derek Mason, you know, did did a good job for you. As a matter of fact, uh, widely reported Mason wasn't his hire either, but. Right. Yeah. And now he's gone. And I'm like, and then before we can even get an official statement from either party, people are reporting that you plan to promote Schmetting. And to me, that's that's very questionable. I'm like, okay, I'm starting to wonder. I'm like, can this coach work with guys who aren't his guys? Does this he need a, to? That's a Gus problem. <laughs> this is a problem Gus had. Surrounding himself with yes men. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, one of the few people on this team that, based on what we know now, may have challenged, you know, the, 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 uh, the status quo is deciding to pick up and leave. 
I mean, I, I just, I, I don't, I mean, I, I just I, don't like the way it, it looks. It works at, it works at Bama. Why, why can't it work here? Because we went six and seven, man. It's not you. You're, you okay, <laughs> wait, so what? wait a minute. Hold on. All of a sudden, now yeah. six and seven matters uh, in the first year. Listen to no, what no, I'm no, saying. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But you go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm saying because. Nick Saban isn't out here letting people be insubordinate on his staff and questioning his authority on how he wants to run his program. Him and Lane Kiffin were known to have issues. Lane didn't stick around for long for that very reason. Please go find you a job where you love being. So I just, I don't, I don't understand. Like there's definitely a difference between people who are on board with your philosophy and yes men. And so again, I don't know enough about the internal workings of this staff to determine whether or not one of those things is true or the other. I just think it's way too early to decide that that's what it is based upon a perception issue. I just don't, I'm not ready to take that leap. The same way I, I wasn't ready to take leaps on other stuff. I'm just uh, not yeah, there I'm, with not, this. I'm not taking the leap either. I'm just telling you that it is a it is concerning to look at the 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 body of everything that's happening. I can't look at it and say I'm not worried just because it's too early. I'm telling you, based on how he finished the season and for a coach that I want to see at least year three. You know, you're going, so your your seat may not be hot in 2022, but it's certainly warm. You know, I mean, yeah. I I don't know that Mason staying would have changed that though. It would have been been warm either way. Yeah, sure. Right. So, but and then you're removing again uh, what 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 I think was a positive piece of your equation from last year, and you know, uh, and if it doesn't work, if the if the defense somehow takes a step back, um, we're going to look back on this very differently. So I, I just I I'm keeping an eye out on how this coach collaborates with with other coaches. You know, now, 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 I, I don't know anything about Saban and Kiffin and how they agreed or d- didn't disagree, right? Um, but I'll tell you, uh, yeah, man, I don't, I, don't I mean, know. they would literally argue on the sideline. Like, it's not like, yeah. So, and so, so you are correct, Ike, in that no, Saban doesn't have this issue. And, we 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 make this this comparison a lot when we saw things go badly for Bama at first when Saban first got there or other things that have gone badly in in small amounts here or there for him like well hey this has happened there at the most successful college program ever so why can't it be okay if this stuff happens over here and I am with you in this sense you made this point earlier and that is that if Brian Harson as Mike has said as we've all agreed. You don't have another season to go six and six, my guy, or seven and five, really, because especially not losing the games the way we did, we better be somewhere between eight and four and ten and two to show some positive momentum. He has to be aware of that. We've already heard about some of the politics happening in the athletic department with Alan Green, the guy who hired him, mm-hmm. and his seat was uncomfortable enough to be high, um, applying for other jobs. So Harson already has a glimpse of the pressure and the politics in that in, in the athletic department and for this program. So he is not disillusioned that he has to win now. The fact that he is making all of those moves right now lets me know, lets us know, we've said this before, he's like, all right, so listen, if they're going to run me out of town, I am damn sure going to get run out of town doing things exactly how I wanted to do them. That's how not I with 
the guy you told me I should get, not with the wide receiver coach you told me knew the state, not with the uh, offensive coordinator you told me would put, give me a couple of high four or five star QBs. No, 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 no. None of y'all are doing things the way I wanted to do them. I took you on because it was strongly recommended to me. I don't really need you that much. I got a guy on defense who is just as bit the X and O's coach as you are. Whatever we lose in recruiting or in momentum, we will make up for an excellent play on the field because I believe in me and I believe in my guy. So if you want to go, you can go. And for every other position, Keesaw, he had his guy. Everybody who has left, his guy has stepped into the role except for OC, and he went and got an NFL guy, not a lifelong SEC-er who knew the footprint and knew the players and all the... No, he went and got who he felt was the most qualified guy for the position. Well, maybe not the first. I don't think he was the first choice. No, he wasn't. But what he's saying is, you told me I had to have these guys I did not know. I'm done with that. Because y'all are going to crucify me if I step out here at 7 and 5, but I am convinced, obviously, Brian Harson, that I can't get this team to where I want it to be if I don't have everybody working my vision. So it's going to be my vision, how I want it to be, because y'all going to crucify me anyway. So why don't I just do it my way, and then I actually have the best chance of creating the best product on the field. And the fact that he's making all these changes now, that basically Derek Mason be like, huh, that's how it is, huh? Well, let me go ahead and get out now because I'm not your guy. I understand. Let me help you out, and I'm out of here. To me, it says all hands are on deck right now. It's not a whole Gus thing or, well, you know, next year, well, you know, we'll see because six and four. No. To me, it says he's not satisfied with how the team performed in any phase. To me, it says, hey, TJ, well, you know, you did all right. Three more quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> because that wasn't good enough. Like, he's, he's saying it with how he's moving. Right. This stuff isn't good enough. It's going to be how I want it to be. And I, res I respect anybody who's willing to take the damage that will come to, his, to the appearance, to the reputation, to do it yourself. Because he's going to go down. Look, we can argue about this all day. He could have kept the entire staff the same, and we would have been hopeful going into next season and gone 7-5. and five, Or he could clean house like he's done, and then we go 9-3 and three next season. We're like, wow, well, you know what? What was I worried about? Do it your way. Um, I, I think yeah. he needs to do it his way. I'm glad he's doing it his way. I just hope he succeeds because what the damage he's got that— to. The, the damage that may be done if he doesn't succeed is— you're already alienating yourself from other coaching talent as a university. We've already got a reputation for how an admin like to poke around. The AD isn't safe. The coach isn't safe. Booster's got mole coaches on, on Gus's staff trying to get him, supplant him. You can't have that and then run another guy who wasn't in on all the nonsense. You say, I don't want any of the nonsense, but he can't succeed either. So you can't succeed if you're from inside Auburn. You can't succeed if you're from outside Auburn. And even if you do come in here and take the job, everybody is slowly going to close in on you and, and get you out of here. And you can't even do it your way. That would look terrible on us as a university. Like We would Agreed. not recover from Brian Harson because nobody would want the job anymore. And then we'd be settling for anybody who's willing to take the challenge, it would be Florida State. Because that's what we we are slowly in the we're in the rearview mirror of where Florida State was. And that's what I don't want to be. So yeah. hopefully he succeeds at this and we can turn the corner to being a consistent 9, 10, 11 win team, really ranging from 9 to 11. That's the best case. Maybe an 8 every now and then, but 
I want him to get it going so we don't have to worry about what it's going to look like after him. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm less worried about him doing it his way and more worried about him just doing it the right way. Whatever What's that the right is. Way? So we're, we're assuming his way is the not the right way? No, I'm just saying it, it may or may not be. When you remove people from your orbit that think differently than you do. He didn't. You no, he removed himself. He didn't fire him. He removed himself. Okay, right. Or people who think differently, however you want to do it. Somebody who thinks differently from you is being removed from the situation, and then you're plugging it Why in is that seemingly. A bad thing? And then you're plugging yeah. it in seemingly with only people, right? And I'm just, I just, I don't, I don't, I, it, it, I hope it works. I hope it works. I mean, I definitely this is an hope it all, works too. It feels like an all or nothing gamble to me, right? I, yeah. I I'm <laughs> just, exactly yeah, like mean. I'm just, I don't care what the, I don't care what the Brian Harson way is. I care what the winning way is. And sometimes coaches have to evolve on an idea. You do that by surrounding yourself with people who can help you do that, right? Like I just, I, I and I'm not saying that he doesn't have any of those people in his orbit. I'm just telling you to me. From where I'm sitting, I'm looking at it, and I'm just thinking, mm, man, like, uh, uh, where, what is this going to look like, right? How many games did we sit here last year and say coaching lost that game? Now you're making these moves, and I'm just like, I hope these moves are better than some of the in-game decisions I saw. Right. And it just caught everything is coming into question. I mean, his seat is warm going into 2022, you know, and we had some questions about him. Like, I've been very supportive of this staff. Right. I'm just this particular move and the person, the person that's deciding to remove themselves. Um, I know we said we weren't getting all the speculation, but there was there was something that I read that said this started to sound has been souring over like the last two or three months. Mm -hmm. And it may have been a build to this decision. So, you know, uh, both parties may have known this was coming for a little bit. Uh, you know, I think um, if if we're going to sit here and say that part of the reason that he stayed was to help recruiting, right? Like, uh, you know, I'm just thinking like, man, I don't know. Was it, was it better for him to stay through recruiting or just leave when Bobo left right after the season? Was the, was the relationship continuing to sour the whole month of December? Like I would I, say, I, yes, it was better for him to stay because if he knows Bobo is out, he can't spend the entire recruiting period trying to solidify two different coaching searches. Like right. one is is enough distraction from trying to get the recruiting together. Two of them, listen, if you could just hold on a couple more weeks, man, then you can go do whatever you want to. You know, no harm, no foul. You know, and and Derek Mason is gracious enough to do that. Which is, let me get to JT Barton's point, and then I'm going to let you finish yours. I don't like how everybody's spinning this like Mason was the problem, and every time something goes wrong, Harson is never the problem. This is definitely a problem for me as well. Is that it's okay for two adults to agree to go separate directions, and nobody be at fault for that, right? Like right. Mason, if if the reports are true. He didn't hate him so much to flame him publicly and be like, that's the worst situation I've ever been in. It's toxic. It just isn't a fit for me like I thought it would be. I'm a hold on. You know, he was gracious through the whole Eason situation, wishing him the best luck on his next situation. He stayed on board through uh, early signing day, even gave some positives about the, the recruits that were coming in. If this has been brewing for months, they were at least peaceable enough to make it through in you know, public facing, you know, we're going to play nice, but you know what? At some point in time, we're going to split and I'm going to let you go and put your name out there in these coaching searches. He's come up in like four different 
DC jobs in the last couple of weeks as yeah, a presidential candidate. Notre Dame at one point. Notre Dame, Dame, um, but, Miami. Uh, it's just I'll, been all over the place. I'll put it, but it's in everybody's best interest to handle it the way you, you just said, right? Like Correct. nobody, nobody gains anything from you, even if you are mad as hell, right? If you're Mason, you don't gain anything from putting that out there. Right. Well, I, you know, I, this. I, I agree that he doesn't gain anything from putting from putting that out there. But what he lost out on was potentially better jobs, like Ohio no, State had a no, no, no. What I'm saying is, you don't like you don't you don't benefit from like if he's mad at Harson and you know he you don't benefit from flaming him is what I'm saying on your way out oh, the door. Oh, okay, so, okay, so it's everybody's best interest to just be tight lipped about what whatever it was that you didn't disagree with and better for people to speculate than for you to confirm it either way because both sides lose in that discussion, mm-hmm. right? If you're Harson, whatever it is, he's disgruntled, you just don't want that narrative out there, right? right. And if you're Mason, again, if you flame your boss on your way out the door, your next boss might be thinking that you'll do the same thing to him. Hey, listen, didn't work so well for Kevin Steele. <laughs> right. So I Nobody just, will I just would just, he yeah, I'm just telling touched. you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it just doesn't matter. Even if you had a legitimate gripe, right. It just does not help you to flame your boss out on the way out the door, unless you are trying to burn the bridge, just like right. any other job on the way out. You know how it is. If you give two weeks and you handle yourself and you work, you know, happily for two weeks and then you exit unceremoniously. You have to get rehired at some point in time if you really need right. it. Right. And or the next job can give you a good recommendation reference. for that. Reference. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It didn't work out here, but here's a good reference, right? Mm-hmm. So so I, so I, nobody really scores any points for me for, for working it out peaceably. I, I just think that... I don't that think it's a everybody. point score. My, my point was that people trying to make this a somebody has to be the villain here is just like, I don't understand why that's necessary. People can peaceably part, and there's not a villain in that story. There's just two adults deciding this ain't going to work for us. I agree with Ed Darby here. If Harson goes down, go down with your people. That's yep. how I would play it. I, and I've been clear about that from for forever. Every conversation that pops up about, you know, this person, you know, I've always said, if I'm going to get fired, if I were Brian Harson, cool, let me, you know, uh, you know, give you the biblical reference. If I'm going to go to war, I'm going to go to war with my own armor. I'm not going to put on the king's armor and go out here. Let me just go out here with this slingshot because I've been messing up animals in the field with this for years. I know this works. If I'm going to die, I'm not going to die your way. I'm going to die my way. And that's fine because either way, you're predicting my death, right? Regardless of what I go out here to fight with, you're predicting I'm going to lose. I'd rather lose with my dignity saying I went down my way. That's how I would play it. Mm. Uh, Lisa Wise clarifying from earlier, sorry, it wasn't clear, meant the perception when firing the coach midseason. I think hearkening back to her question about um, the perceptions of Bobo leaving earlier, and we can definitely circle back to that. I want to try to keep getting to these chats. I know you guys have been chatting, and we've been caught up in this conversation. But uh, Mobile, Mobile alum 1991 says, rumor has it he was allowed to resign. Right. Yeah, the rumor is that he wanted to leave, so they let him do it, right? It wasn't that he was kicked out or whatever. Uh, Charlie Davidson Jr. says, remember how Tennessee staff slash players hated Pruitt, then began to turn on him, not saying it will happen, but Harson is giving me those vibes lately. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I said I, th- there has been staff that have already come out with glowing praise for the direction they feel like the, the, the program is going, so I don't know that we're there. 
Uh, but listen, it's possible. Again, I I don't I don't sit in on staff meetings. I'm not in the walls of the Auburn, uh, you know, facility and know what's going on there. Everything is just rumor at this point. A. Francis Court says I don't think anyone uh, can know impact what. No, uh, the impact on field. No, yeah. no. Okay, got it. Impact on the bill could be great, neutral or bad. I'm concerned about the impetus. Uh, it's a culture, Auburn management style, or et cetera, uh, decision. Is it, so, is it the culture of the football? Right. Yeah. What what, what exactly caused it? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't know that. Well, and this is one thing that's been clear. I don't know that we'll ever know the answer to that with the way that this. Uh, football program has handled the exodus of even players and staff. I don't know that we'll ever know the real reason. And It'll people be years. are always going to speculate. It'll be years. Somebody yeah, somebody's going to write a book later yeah. about it. Well, you only really write a book if you win something. So if he just loses, unless he just completely tanks and then somebody does like some sort of uh, behind the uh, scenes, you know, expose on it. Uh, John Brandon says, uh, is it odd that Harson hasn't made any public statements? He hasn't on any other person. I don't know why he would in this case. I thought right. we, he would have done so to help fend off any negative optics. I don't think Harson cares about the optics when it comes yeah. to stuff like this. He didn't address Corn getting fired. He didn't address uh, him firing uh, Bobo. He's not going to address this. He hasn't addressed any players leaving the team, getting kicked off the team. He didn't address suspensions midseason. He is. He does not care what your perception is. The only thing he cares about are the people inside that building having the correct perception. If anybody in that building doesn't have the right perception and we step out of this room and we can't be in on, on one accord, that's what he cares about. Everything else, I don't think he cares. I honestly do not think he cares to win the court of public opinion. He just wants to win football games and make sure the people in his locker room are, are on one accord. Yep. Uh, James Barnett says, does any, uh, does anyone leave with Mason coaches or players? That is the, the, you know, the, the yeah. domino that's yet to fall. I don't yeah, know. I, I, I wouldn't put, I'm, 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 I'm like, I, it's so funny. We like, we can't, I don't know. I can't say that, but like th that was going to be my next thing is, is that, you know, there are there are uh, some other potentials departures on the horizon as well, too, that just it's kind of like, you know, hearing this puts all that into like a zone for me. And I'm like, God, like, what did we do in year one? Like, what did we do? We're tearing everything down in year two. It feels like. Right. So, um, you know, some of it maybe needed to be torn down. Um, you know, I don't I have not been a, a huge fan of with how like like how he's handled the optics on other things. Um so his how he's handled this has not surprised me at all. I, at the very least I just think it's consistent. It looks at least he's consistent. Right? Like he's doesn't do one thing one minute and then another thing the next minute. Um but uh the public statements um I don't know what what do you say? Right. What do you say that's not going to be coach speak that people complain about? Extremely right. political. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. He Then that's not his thing anyway. So I don't want if that's not his thing. I don't want him to do it. Don't come out right. and give an unconvincing speech on what happened for us right. all to just be like, you didn't believe a word of what you just said. <laughs> right. I'd rather him just stay quiet. Yeah. Um. Lawrence Robinson said he doesn't like how Gus is out here lurking USCF turning into the Auburn Knights. Uh, he's definitely, you know, uh, playing the uh, the the hungry, hungry hippo 
snatching up all the sloppy <laughs> seconds. Like you know who no, you know who's he, lurking. T. Will was lurking with uh, with oh, uh, for Lee sure. Hunter. That's who yeah. was lurking. Now we oh, never yeah. had any doubts about his ability to recruit. So mm. that that was not a surprise to me for that reason. So yeah, mm. Mm. yeah. Walt Taylor says, uh, "Hey, the players that came back or stayed." Uh, no more than we do, and they and Eason had nothing but positive statements. Listen, Mike, you and I sat there in the post-bowl press conference and listened to people have glowing endorsements, specifically uh, Chandler Wooten. Nothing but positive things to say about uh, Brian Harson, right? Like, and I don't know a reason why Chandler Wooten would just get out there. I mean, we thought it was very sincere. And, you know, why would he now, now do we look back at that and be like, oh, he was just doing that because he had like, I don't think he was. I think he was actually being sincere. I think a lot of former players have like they're there. I don't know that you're going to be in a situation where everybody likes the style of what you're doing. It's just not it's not feasible that everybody says you're a great person. You know, there's a, there are people who don't like me. I don't even know. How do you not like me? It happens, right? <laughs> uh, I don't, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, Chandler Wooten was very glowing of uh, Brian Harson. Um, yeah, I think there's a little bit of a difference between, you know, playing for him and working, being a coworker, right? No, um, I was just specifically talking about players that may, may make an exodus of, oh, you know, yeah. I did, yeah. Again, I, I don't know how many coaches are out here saying, yes, I love working for Brian Harson. I mean, yeah. apparently just, a lot of the Boise guys do, but. Yeah, it's just man. weird when it's defensive guys because, again, they're not being coached by Brian Harson primarily, right? Like, you know, right. he's doing any coach. I don't know what on the field coaching your offensive head coach would be doing with defensive guys. Um, so, you know, I, I assume Mason was involved in a lot of that. Um, mm. You know, all reports was he was a very player popular, like he was popular with the players. You're speaking uh, of Harson or did, Mason? Mason. Mason was very yeah. popular with the players. Um, so, um, uh, if you don't know what's coming, then maybe it, what you don't know doesn't worry you in some cases if you're a player. Like, okay, this new guy's coming in, but these pieces are the same. So, you know, I just, you know, we'll see, we'll see what how it turns out on the field. I hope that it's better. I had high hopes for this defense in 2022. I had real high hopes. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I still have those high hopes unless there is an, a massive exodus of people who I expected to make contrib- contributions this year. Now, let like me ask start you losing this. hemorrhaging talent, then I'll start worrying. So does that, does that worry you? Let's say we lose. I, I thought about this because uh, Derek Hall and Caleb Wooden, uh, not Caleb Wooden. What's his name? Um, Kobe. Caleb is Kobe. That's Caleb is his brother, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Kobe Wooden both say they're coming back, but that was when Eason was still their def- their coach. Well, mm-hmm. Hall's outside linebacker, but and Derek Mason was still their coordinator. Mm-hmm. If any guy who had previously not made any moves decides to leave from the defensive side of the ball, we're talking about projected starters. Mm-hmm. Does that worry you? That would worry me. But again, I think they liked Jeff Smitty. So I, it would worry me more if they didn't like Jeff Schmetting. And again, I've seen nothing but people saying, yeah, Schmetting's a good dude. Like, I liked him. So, and if I saw that, the question, and this is why I said, how much of a net negative is it? Is perception aside, again, court of public opinion is going to be what it is. There are people who didn't like the hire of Derek Mason from the very beginning. They didn't like the product on the field from Derek Mason during the season. They're happy to see him leave. There are a whole different group of people who loved the hire of Derek Mason before the season, felt very happy with the defensive product on the field, sad to see him go, right? Court of public opinion is going to be what it is. 
My problem or my question to you is outside of the optics of it, is it a net negative if the players still like the guy who you're bringing in because they were working with him too? It's not a new guy that you got to figure out and I don't know what the right. pecking order is going to be. I know this dude. I just worked with him for an entire season, specifically talking about the two that you just mentioned, Kobe Witten and Derek Hall. Mm-hmm. Are those guys, if those guys exit, then absolutely I'm going to be like, okay, wait a minute. I, you know, they were sold something and now it, this ain't going to be here anymore. If we lose Zach Etheridge and he's like, you know what, Mason was my guy. I don't like how this went down. I'd be, I, I, then I'm ready to jump on the, I don't know where this is going, board. But I'm I mean, not I, there yet. I don't know what that would be, though, because, I mean, if you're a projected starter, then your number one thing is playing time. So you're going to play. Right. Even if it doesn't matter who the coordinator is, you're going to play unless they're talking about benching you. If you're a projected you don't, starter. Do you know that you won't get benched if it's a completely new guy? I'm saying if you're a projected starter, mm-hmm. right, like we're talking about, if you're projected to start, mm-hmm. you're not leaving now. Right? Like, why would you leave now unless that projection changes somehow, which you wouldn't know really until after spring? And, and then even then, it becomes less advantageous to players to transfer. You know, at that point, I mean, how many guys can transfer in the summer and I'll walk in someplace and play immediately? I think right? both Derek Hall and Colby Wooden could do that. They, they could. They, they could. Yeah, like, I mean, but I get only what you're a, saying. Yeah, there's only a few guys who, like, you know, could could do, you know, but again, what incentive do they really have to do that unless something was truly, truly dysfunctional? I mean, it would have to be all and the way And that's why back. I said that would be the place where I would be worried. That's what I'm saying. Unless it was, that would indicate true dysfunction. And that's why I said that is what would make me go, okay, it's, uh, something something smells here. Yeah, even then, it might be hard for those guys to pull the trigger, right? Like, because now you're trying to make a balanced decision between do I leave, you know, to go someplace else, or do I just, even though it sucks, I hate it here, but let me stick it out for one more year, right? Um, You know, I was told by people who know such things that, you know, uh, it it was a bigger factor in why Schwartz and Williams left than any of those guys will ever publicly let on. But the, 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 they just they didn't want to come back and catch balls from that quarterback anymore. That was it. They were done, and that was enough for them to you know you know yeah. It was a it was more of a risk for Seth, right, than it was for Schwartz. Mm-hmm. It feels it feels yeah. like obviously in hindsight, I think we can say that. I mean, even draft projections would say yes, it's yeah. more of a risk. Yeah, it was more of a risk for for you know for Seth. Um, but you know, those guys made that decision and whatever it was, there were, it's, it, it was, you know, I'm, I'm sure some things were bigger than the other, but the culmination, there were enough things there for those guys who would project the starters to say, I'm not opting in for this for another year. If I've got another option, right. Um, right. they chose pros, right. Um, but I don't think they would have had the portal. They wouldn't have had the portal. So, um, going to another school wouldn't have been an option for either one of those guys. It would have been interesting to see if they had had that option, what they would have done. Yeah. Especially for Seth, right? Like, you know, leave, leave and go pro or just transfer to another school. Because Why I don't did you like, say the portal wouldn't have been an option for him? It was for D. Well, that that rule wasn't finalized until it wasn't finalized. Well, they, their, if class, you're going to get right? drafted in May, then you have to have, wait, well, I guess you don't have to have to de- declare, but that process is started in earnest with training by like early January. So you have to know by then. And I don't think that rule was finalized oh, was until like year, the spring. Wasn't it? it was yeah. their year. That yeah. it, I was about to say, I don't, I don't know that they couldn't have uh, taken advantage of a portal transfer if they really wanted to. I think they just decided that I'd rather just go pro. 
Um, let me grab another couple of chats here. Appreciate y'all jumping on here again. Late Friday night news here. Potentially, again, nothing official coming out from the university, but all signs point to Derek Mason no longer going to be the defensive coordinator for Auburn University in the coming season. Jeff Schmetting will take over in that role. Mobile alum 1991 says, I think all the great defensive players that came back speaks volumes. You have to assume they knew Mason was leaving. I don't know that you can make that assumption. Again, there's a lot of assumptions being thrown out here. I don't know that you can make that assumption unless they were fully aware, again, as some people say, that there has been friction between those two for a while. And this was just a public, let's play nice uh, in front of the cameras thing. It's a possibility, but I don't know for sure. Ed Darby says, and why start over for your last year? A lot of people start over for their last year. I don't, I mean, I I don't, I mean, listen, we... uh, we just had a defensive lineman come in from UAB that was starting over for his last year, right? So right. it's not a it's not unheard of for people in their last season to decide, let me go somewhere else where I feel like I can play and and have a better situation. Um, Devin Mangarelli says, "Is uh, in Harson, I believe, War Damn Eagle." I okay. hope so. <laughs> Listen, I, I I hope so too. I I, I am definitely I not know. on the. Uh, uh, on, on the downswing, right. like like Mike and Be Will t- t- uh, t- well, Wait, wait, wait! Now I'm I'm not I'm not quite as bad as Mike is. I I just think it looks bad from the outside looking in. I, I think it's completely possible that X's and O. And this is what I, I want to reiterate: this we are so used to t- hearing about names and personalities when it comes to football. Football is the same game everywhere, man. You can coach it or you can't, and. If Harson knows football, if he's got guys on his staff, and even if they are his guys, if they know football and they can coach it and impart it on these players, then it doesn't matter to me what their names are. And I'm, I'm trying to separate myself from the name recognition of Derek Mason as a defensive guy from Jeff Schmetting just because I've never heard of Jeff Schmetting before last year. It doesn't mean he is not every bit as as capable a defensive coordinator. And the same thing for Austin Davis and the same thing for uh, Brian Harson as a play caller because I excuse me, had no familiarity with him as an offensive guy at all. So the fact that I don't know it or I have not heard it doesn't mean it can't be good. So I, I am not in the camp of a lot of fans out there. Oh, well, I don't know who this is. It doesn't matter if, you, if we know who he is. Anybody who is great right now, at some point, their name meant nothing in their profession. And through the work that they did, it became something. I I make this point to a lot of people when they talk about pro football, and it's a slight um, diversion. At some point, Bill Belichick got fired Mm -hmm. by the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, he was awful. The greatest head coach in NFL history by performance in Super Bowl wins has been fired before he got the job that he was great at. His name was the same. His defensive scheme was the same. He got something in New England, obviously, but maybe there was GM control or whatever it was that allowed him to be the best head coach the NFL has ever seen. It doesn't matter what, what did, did it matter that he had been fired when he was winning what the third Super Bowl, the fourth Super Bowl? Uh, New England hired him knowing that, yeah, you worked for Bill Parcells, didn't you? Okay, well, yeah, we'll get you in here. It doesn't matter what your name is, it matters what you are capable of doing. What we have to know, what we have to hope is what Brian Harson is capable of putting together as the head coach of this team is not dependent on how much we recognize the names he has around him and underneath him. And that's something that I I really think that. I don't think the product on the field is going to differ much because of the changeover 
from Derek Mason to Jeff Schmidting. The reputation, unlike the NFL, matters a lot more in college. You can yeah, put the guy, sure. you can put the guy on your roster in the NFL, excuse me, on your coach staff in the NFL that just got fired as the worst head coach ever. He's gonna be an offensive coordinator next year. It doesn't matter. You know why? Because you know football. I know you know football. And that's our job is to teach and put together football. Come on on the staff. Because principally and schematically, I know you know what you're doing. That is completely possible here. But reputation in college, optics in college, it matters a lot. And I worry that these moves combined with another subpar season damages us irreparably. I get you. Uh, Rigger Spoon, uh, Spoon says he's not really convinced that uh, Devin believes for real because he didn't give enough money on his super chat. So he said, I don't know true belief is worth $10 or more. Uh, Brenton Jordan's just like, we should get off the live altogether. This is rat poison. I don't know how, but you know, hey, I appreciate you coming in and, and contributing to the conversation. Risk no reward. Our guy, Coach Much Champ and T-Rod need to come. Why Mason leave? That's not good. T Rob uh, is going to Alabama, isn't he? That is the report Man. is that T Rob is going to be taking a. a the hell? A he, are, he, he tweeted job. out Roll Tide. Oh, no, sir. No, sir. That's Tavares Robinson tweeted out Roll Tide with an elephant emoji. He did. And he exclamation did. marks. He did. It hurt. It hurt. Oh, I saw it. That that, that is ugly. a little painful, man. It was ugly, I was man. really wanting T Rob to come back at some point in time. Now no, you got to no. apologize, bro. Um, Blake Robinson, this isn't a shot at any particular player or coach, but to use an analogy, here's my perception. Is Harson just taking out the trash, War Eagle? Uh, listen, yet to be seen. Uh, Risto Reward jumps back in, says, well, Harson needs to learn to pick coaches with four total gone, no matter the reason. Now let's go turn uh, this around. Listen, I agree. Uh, another uh, Mr. Casper P said, would you say Mason's replacement is quality or are we just putting on <laughs> a, a donut? <laughs> that is yet to be seen as well. There's literally no way for us to know until we see it on the road, right? You got to road test it to know whether or not it's going to mm-hmm. do its thing. Uh, Devin oh, McGrelly, Mike did a complete U-turn on what? I don't know. On Harson. On Harson. He's probably talking about, yeah, I mean, I'm not out on Harson. I don't want anybody to hear that. I'm just, I've got questions. I got a lot of questions that I would like answered based on recent events is all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Risk and reward for coaches and too many losses at the end of the season. Uh, I think a lot of people are like that. A. Francis Cart don't understand why Mason stayed this long. There are many great jobs available. He could have uh, had a lateral move. This feels last minute. OK State is not as good as Auburn or um, Auburn's better than OK State. I agree. So, again, I think the reports are that they just wanted to get through the signing period and try to see what they could snatch up uh, as far as the portal was concerned before he left. Um, listen, Derek Mason ain't hurting for money and he's definitely not hurting. I for think Vandy's still paying him. Right. So mm-hmm. again, he, he wasn't in a hurry because he didn't have to be. He only right. came to Auburn. He was going to go to the NFL before he came to Auburn. He, Derek Mason is going to be okay. So yeah. him staying longer was just a good show of faith to, all right, cool. I committed to you. You know, I'll, I'll stay till you get your stuff together. But, you know, y'all know I'm, I'm out the door um, as soon as I get another job. So, um, listen, mm-hmm. that's, that's just, you know, big of him to be able to do that. Stephen Cryer, taking a job is one thing, but tweeting it is unacceptable. Absolutely, bro. I ain't mad at where you get your paycheck signed, but calm down, son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Is there anything else? Um, Lawrence oh, Robinson, wait, I want to, Schmetting oh, yeah. could be chomping at the bit to have this kind of control. He's been a DC before. 
Um, so he's probably, you know, eager to get back in there and show his chops in the SEC, just like Harson was eager to be a head coach in the SEC. Absolutely think that that's possible. What you got, B? Uh, this is this is a fair question, right? Mm. Gabrielle mm. asking this because I've been we've I think we've all thought about this. If we had gone nine and four, how how much change do we see happen if let's okay let, let's back up a little bit. How many games were definitely winnable and lost due to bad five, coaching? At least five. Yeah, if we went nine okay. and four, Bobo okay. might still be here. <laughs> and that and see that's what I'm wondering. How much change? But see, the best thing about this is. This could have accelerated us to the eventual outcome that was best for us in the first place. Correct. I think the worst thing that happened to us was Gus winning the 2019 Iron Bowl. <laughs> that was the worst thing that could have happened to us. We got it handed to us in 2018. We weren't great in 2019. Our defense was great, but our offense was not good. And he eked out this 2019 Iron Bowl, and that gave him... A longer leash than he should have had. That, would, that should have been Gus's last season, in my opinion. I would not have renewed, have renewed him after 2017. Arkansas wants you, buddy? Goodbye. I will see you later. You are not Sam Pittman. Go to Arkansas and go flail over there. But <laughs> I understand why, as an administration, you can't say, all right, listen, this guy just beat Georgia and Bama in both by double digits. Let's get rid of them. I understand why you can't make that decision. We're not around here just beating Georgia and Bama under anybody consistently. No, that's never happened. So if you do that both in one year, even if you don't think he can do it again every year, I get why you extend him. 2019, that, that was a win that should not have happened. It extended Gus's tenure past the point of where now we are rebuilding key position groups because his ability to recruit them had soured long before he left here. It had been going bad for years. So if the losses that we took got us to a place where Bobo was a coordinator that no matter where he went, nobody liked him when he left, that these losses may have done us a favor. Now, I don't think that Eason was a good loss. I think Eason still might be the best hire of the offseason, still to this day, in, in the sense that I think he's, Derek Mason is the reason that he came here. Then Derek Mason, by extension, may have also been equally uh, the best offseason hire. But if this gets us to the point where we have stability, you got your guy at wide receiver coach, you got your guy at defensive coordinator, you got a guy from the NFL into your pocket at OC, so there's nobody here that's loyal to any other coach. If Mason had left before Eason, I think Eason leaves. I just do. Because of the connections between these coaches. So what you have now are people that you're recruiting who are recruiting to you who are committing to you as a head coach and your guys as assistant coaches. There is no more upheaval, or there should not be any more upheaval. And you get this nailed down right here. This is your line in the sand to where you know from here forward, everybody is moving in lockstep on the same page. And I do think there's value to that. There's value in that stability, which is why we're so upset right now, because it looks like nothing has been stable all season. But, but quarterback wasn't stable. Uh, the wide receivers but, weren't but stable. But didn't the products on the field indicate that in hindsight, though, that there was a lot of instability? Not through the end of October. <laughs> it looked great. It was, it it was shaky. Great. It was shaky, It looked great bro. by like, the end of October. But I'm just saying, though, like, it was inconsistent. Like, one week it would look good, the next week it would look good. It's like, what are, what's going on? Like, we've had questions about the product on the field. Do we think that this is symptomatic? Yeah, not defensively. Defensively. 
Nah, defensively. Not, not really defensively. Yeah, not I defensively. Any questions about like? I mean, I, just. I I mean, again, if we're if we're assigning blame, I definitely put the lion's share on the offense uh, for the outcomes of those games. But I just I I think that the defense was spotty in points as well, right? Like, I just don't know. I, I think that we can, and this is not me saying. I think Derek Mason did a tremendous. I'm just I am not in the camp of people who thought Derek Mason should be fired and nor am I in the camp of people who feel like he didn't do a good job like I just I'm not where none of what I'm about to say is is indicative of that I'm saying that there was definitely something to say that the product on the field felt as if it was symptomatic of something behind the scenes and we're maybe we're just seeing that come to the surface it's a possibility perhaps Um, Jason Hill uh, says I'm out on Harson actually never was on the train just at the train stop uh, I mean, yeah, I don't, if you were never in on Harson, then this didn't change your mind. I don't, yeah. my question to you, Jason, would be, is there anything Harson could do to put you on with him? Because if you were never in on him, then anything he did just confirm, it's, that's a confirmation bias in a slight way. Yeah. Um, uh, risk, no reward said, I want answers. You know, he's banging the table over there. He wants somebody to tell him what happened oh, and why. Yeah. Uh, Dusty Bush, how many players were transferred to OK State? Very few. Um, I, think, zero, zero, I, I don't zero. think we need to lose any. It's because, still Oklahoma State. Yeah, you're still Oklahoma State. Your coach has a mullet. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't I don't see anybody clamoring to, to, to leave from here. Y'all have one good year Oklahoma, every eight yeah. years and act like y'all are a better program. No, you are not. Uh, so Fighting for I, your lives out there I in the, the worst Power Five. No, the Pac-12 is the worst Power Five conference. Man, in the I'm second thinking. worst Power Five conference in the nation. Yeah, yeah I, uh, my bad. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, what was that? I, uh, Devin says all these uh, all these guys, Orlando that way. All these Gus guys, Gus guys. Gus excuse guy. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I. It's, this is this has got to work, man. This really has to work. Um. You know, in the in the interviews that we've done recently, and the people we've talked to, when you talk about you know reviewing this first year, um, for Brian Harson, uh, I can tell you. Like if I was taking a scientific poll of things that I've seen on social media, you know, he lost about half the fan base in this first year, right? They were just, it was just some people who just decided that the end result was enough to judge him on, right? Um, And to, you know, Isaac's point about, you know, hey, you were never on the train like, is there any, what could he do to get you on the train? I think, I think the answer is just winning, right? right. Some people are just not going to believe it until he wins. Right. And that's what I hope. That's I hope that every coaching move made eventually is, you know, the, the pathway to that thing that B was talking about. You know, maybe, maybe we just needed to get here a different route, maybe accelerate it. Yeah. Uh, Felix here says, I'll wait to see my coach when I see him. I, I don't think I understand what it's trying to say here, but thank yeah, you for this. Super that. I want to know what you mean. Yeah. Um, are you saying that Harson's not the guy and you'll, you'll know? I don't know. I, I, maybe he said something else earlier. I, I missed that. Anyway, uh, Jordan Bowen says, uh, the uh, secondary was shaky for sure. Okay, here's the other thing um, that he said. He said, I sit and watch the train wreck from afar. I'm still, yeah, okay, gotcha. So he's saying he when when he sees the results, then he'll know, okay, that's my guy. So he he's he's in a wait and see mode, not necessarily I'm in or out. Um, let's see, anything else? Jason Hill uh, jumps in. Oh, clicked the wrong one, my bad. 
Where did it go? Right. Hey, man, that's a bold it? prediction, though. Kentucky Especially, by uh, four tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Kentucky okay. by four. Rodney, why would All you right. say that? Um, there he is. Recruiting was my concern and quickly confirmed. So I was like, nope, uh, gonna invest. I'm still not gonna invest. I'm still a, a huge AU fan. Recruiting was your concern under heart. You don't think they've done a good job recruiting with this staff? That's interesting. Um, I think they've done fine for what they've done. They, yeah, they, they they did good under the circumstances. Under the circumstances. I mean, yeah, so we could, yeah, we could have recruited better on offense, but it just is for what sure. it is. Most of the fans that wasn't on Harson train um, wasn't on it because oh, he wasn't a household name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people who were not uh, pro Harson, uh, they wanted a Bob Stoops. Uh, yeah, they wanted some <laughs> sort of flashy hire um, that that won the press conference, yeah. and I get it. Um, and there, I mean, but I, I, again, I'm not speaking for you, Jason. I have no idea why you were never in on Harson if you had followed him prior to now, and it just didn't sit well with you. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Um, do we think Plumlee is going to start for Gus Nick? I have no idea, and that would be terrible. I mean, he fits his system, so we'll see. Yeah, um, Gus, nobody fits Gus' system because it's the opposite of whoever he's got. That's his system. You <laughs> got a passing guy running offense. Let's go. Um, James Sawyer says, I'm hopeful for year two. It'll be more of his team and coaches this year. It feels like he was forced to hire the previous coordinators and plug Gus's roster with his philosophy. I definitely agree that, again, you know, uh, he has decided to go down with what he knows. And if, mm-hmm. you know, damned if I, you know, I'm, I'm going to just do what I got to do. And I don't, I don't disagree with that philosophy. I just hope it works out for him. Uh, right. If it doesn't... <laughs> If it doesn't, it's going to be ugly. <laughs> and it's going to get ugly real quick. So the benefit of the transfer portal, though, is it allows you to flush the guys that you don't want out and get the guys that you do want in a lot quicker than it would have been possible 10 years ago. Because kids were just, they they had to adhere to like, all right, I'm here. I just signed here a year ago. I'm a redshirt sophomore. I got to be here at least until I graduate, till I can make a move, unless I just want to sacrifice a year of my college career. And now you don't have to worry about that. Listen, you like Gus better? Go. See you. Bye. Um, you think you can fare well in the NFL rather than come back and develop? Okay, go. You see how that works out. Bye. And he can land kids who now, he can go in with that hard nose, probably shake your hand and break your hand approach to dad and mom and, and the kid right now and say, I got a spot for you. A spot just opened up because somebody who couldn't t- take the pressure just got out of here. Are you in or out? And the benefit of that is now I don't have to let you hold on to put up with me or I got to put up with you for a season. No, man, go. New spot right here. Are you down or what? And a lot quicker than it would have been possible 10 years ago, he can get guys in if they like that hard-nosed coaching approach because we... Even though we know that there are a lot of players who who's um who liked Gus, we 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 have heard that a lot of players like Gus. We have heard that Gus ran a program that allowed you to. I'm trying to choose the right words. I want to be accurate with this. It was not full go 100 percent all the time. All right, you could you could put football in the rearview mirror here and there and still be a player on that team. You. You could show up and maybe not be the hardest working player, but still find the field if you were the most talented player. There appears to be no room for that with Harson, And there are a lot of coaches, of, excuse me, players coming from high school who are so used to that. Like, that is normal for them. Like, this yeah. is a very big shock for players who played under Gus, but for a lot of football players everywhere, 
That's just football that never stopped because the, the players who are coaching them right now are players who played like that and played for coaches like that when they were coming up playing football in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. So the mindset that Brian Harson has is not some foreign, impossible mindset. It, it's not this grind you to a pope. It's not like he's the Tom Thibodeau of college football. Like, he's going too far. You need to save these guys' knees, Tom. He's not watching this. Anyway... <laughs> Brian Harson has he he's it's not going to be so different from what these guys are used to. So I think they said um Robbie Ashford when he came in here, he played at Hoover. The, the coach at Hoover was apparently a hard nose to the grindstone coach. So that doesn't scare you off if it's like it would other people. Now the problem is if they do all this and they're running these stadium steps. Luke Deal came on here and said that was the hardest thing we ever did. That's the hard. He said, that's the hardest thing I've ever done. He said, I know they took the pictures. He talked with us on Wednesday Night War Room. We asked him, what's the, the most rigorous thing that's been a, a difference in the training regimen? He said, I know y'all saw videos, but man, you don't realize what running those stadium stairs is until you're doing it. And th that works right now. When they see the difference in their play and physicality, I think it's, it's great. If we lose six games next year, well, he wouldn't be here, so we wouldn't really have to worry about that anymore, <laughs> honestly. But that that's when it doesn't work. I, I think if you just plop Nick Saban with no record and no background at a, a school and he runs these guys to the ground, kids bail. Who are you, man? I'm not winning anything. We're not winning enough yeah, to validate. Winning cures all. Right. Winning the, the process is hard, but the success has to be on the other end of it. And if right. it's not, then people are going to bail. So if he gets us to winning, Everything's forgotten. We're not, we're not even thinking about having lost Derrick Mason in the offseason if we win nine games next year, if we beat a Georgia or an Alabama on the road next year. All is forgotten. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know about all, right? I mean, no, absolutely. When's the last time we beat either of them on the road? Positions will still have to play. Like, I mean, again, you still need to show steps forward. You still need to show movement forward. So, like, yeah. We weren't that far off from winning nine games last year, but you know, I, I don't know that it, it necessarily. I I think maybe ten wins forgives all. Nine wins buys you, you know, based on how he went, definitely gets you some time. I was about to say it really depends on how the wins come. For that, that's the yeah, thing. yeah, it's, yeah. It's not just wins, right? Yeah, you still got to look good, and you know, I mean, we still have to. I guess my point is, we just we still have to show progress, and that is more than just what's in the W column. For sure. 100%. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. People are calling my attention to this comment. Boise guy here. Don't sleep on Harson. Great coach. Great recruiter. There's a method to the madness. BSU misses him. Mm -hmm. And listen, there are Boise people who don't miss him. So uh, again, <laughs> I don't true. know that the, you will ever get universal approval for anybody. Like, yeah. People are going to hate and love there every single a, person. There is a guy on YouTube right now. His YouTube Going on has, every comment. <laughs> his 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 YouTube name is I'm on to you, Harson. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to every single comment section. Every one of just, them. He just oh, said, he is spreading the gospel that Harson is a fraud. Copy and pasting yeah. all of his beef with oh, Brian Harson about why he is a destroyer of of hopes and dreams, and you should hilarious. never trust this fraud named Brian Harson. He, he is will, doing it repeatedly. He will never <laughs> respond to any of your comments. He'll just <laughs> post that same comment. <laughs> on another comment until everybody gets it. So yes, oh, the ice point, there are a lot there are some there are <laughs> some Boise guys that are not yeah. so hot.
uh, Rigger Spoon had Harson installed his entire Boise State staff last year, and we saw movement on the staff. I'd be worried, but it's his guys stepping in, so no worries there. Uh, ben Bloodworth, what identity is Harson trying to establish? This is a, this is a very key question for me. This is a question I wish we had had the opportunity to ask Coach Harson. Prior to last season, I hope we get the opportunity during this offseason to ask him this question. No. What is the identity that you want to establish as a program? When you see the Auburn football brand under Brian Harson? what is that supposed to look like? And if I don't see that, you know, we got a chance to ask him in press conferences. You know, he wanted to be balanced, right? Like that's the thing that they were preaching was balance. And why weren't we seeing that balance was re-asked to him later. I want to know what is the identity of a Brian Harson coached team? You know, I get the work hard work mantra and all that kind of stuff. What does that look like on the field? And how do we know it's not going right? Let me know what your brand is. And then I can understand what I'm judging this by. It's, it's difficult. Um, you got, you, you had a comment on that? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. Like, like this, this is, um, this is all very interesting. Mike so, is not happy tonight. Lawrence Robinson, remember, we are still mm-hmm. five and six throws away from being nine, ten win team. Ten uh, win uh, team. Harson's QB room will fix that, uh, and <laughs> we may have to be reliant on the D next year. Yet to be seen if the QB room can make the difference that we need. There are some positive. Listen. Again, the reason, again, today is not the day for me to push the panic button is I don't know what the fallout of this is going to be. We can assume what it may be, but the the only things that I have seen have been overwhelmingly positive so far. But again, that's the only thing that's come out, the immediate reactions. That could be guys saving face. I have absolutely no idea. We'll see. Joe Kyle, um, being well-liked by the players isn't the end all. The coach must be respected first and the like part comes or may not follow. I don't know that there isn't room for both of those things to be true. Um, You know, I I think people who have a very militaristic mindset fall in the line with Joe Kyle 100%. It's that it's about respect before liking. And the fact is the transport portal allows you to or or makes it where you have to have a little bit of both. They got to like you and respect you. If they only like you and don't respect you, you're going to get poor play on the field. You're not going to get effort. If they only respect you and don't like you, you're going to get guys that play hard. But if you're losing ball games and they're they're disillusioned and then they're out, right? So there has to be a healthy mix of I play for you because I like you and I respect you enough to continue to follow your lead, right? Like right. it has to be a healthy mix of both. It can't just be the stick and no carrot. Uh, pause. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rick Cavaday says, I'm on to you, <laughs> a.k.a. Mike Bobo. Uh, man needs a new job, too much free time. On to you, Brian Harson is definitely a real guy out there on YouTube for sure. Um, and he is prevalent in the comment sections. Um, uh, uh, Felix is over. He said, I'm kind of tired of hearing uh, the hard hat with the Scooby-Doo lunchbox. He just doesn't want to hear the rah-rah stuff anymore. Um, Blood, Ben Bloodworth said, want to know mentality doesn't tell me what kind of defense, uh, exactly, doesn't tell me what kind of defense offense he wants, how to gauge if he's being successfully implementing it. That is 100% what I'm saying, Ben. I agree with you completely. I get the mantras and I get the calling <laughs> cards, but I want to understand what the identity of a team is going to be defensively. Um, you know, to Mike's point, 
we we kind of knew what we were going to get with Derek Mason. Some people loved it. Some people hate it. What is it going to be with Jeff Smitting, to be Will's point? You know, the X's and O's can be similar, but like how you call the game is going to be different with a different defensive right. coordinator. There's a lot of three, four schemes out there. All of them aren't run the same. Right. Yeah. Like whether you're going to play major- majority zone, whether you're going to play majority press man, whether you're going to play, you know, three high, two high, you know, four high uh, mixed coverage. Like there's a bunch of different ways to play defense with this exact same type of personnel groupings. It's really about having your guys that fit your system and running that system better than people can combat it. And we'll so- we'll soon see how that is. Joe Kyle jumps back in with the big super chat. I busted me, went to co- hey, listen, he's he is a military guy, went to the Coast Guard Academy, spent 20 years in the service. I understand, man. Listen, my dad is a retired Marine drill instructor. It is the entirety of my life is spent <laughs> in a household that completely understands where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, God bless my dad and love him. He's still alive. So I ain't going to say nothing crazy about him. I wouldn't anyway, because I do love my dad. Um, but, you know, I didn't like him very much growing up. That's just a factual thing, right? Just, it was like, why am I in this situation? It took him getting older and me getting older for me to, for the respect that I had to not cross a line with him to turn into a sincere, oh, my dad's not that bad. You know, but that was years later, right? Mm. Like we had to go through a lot of falling out before we came to that place. And that's why I can understand firmly someone saying to themselves, this doesn't fit for me. Let me go in a different direction, but I don't have to hate you in the process of that. Right. And we can still be cool later on and we can find our way back to a kumbaya space. We just not there today. Right. Uh, So there has to be a healthy mix of those two things in order for people to be able to, you know, again, I'm using way too many biblical references tonight. Y'all could tell I grew up in the church, but I was going to say, how how can two walk together unless they agree? Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter if we're walking in the same space, we can't walk together unless there's agreement or we're going to trip over one another. It's right. just, a, this is, that's a fact of life, whether you believe in biblical teachings or not, that's a factual thing of life. And um, to to the point we just saw when Gus was here, Kevin Steele was quite literally a usurper yeah. and it ended up falling apart because they were anxious to move on from Gus while uh, while Kevin Steele, they were trying to bump him up. Because, I mean, that, that was never going to work. His... Gus's hands were tied to a certain extent. We just didn't know it. And even though it started, the product on the field got worse and worse as the years went on, we didn't know that it was as bad as it was until it ended. So in right. this sense, if you now have nothing but guys who agree and nothing but guys who are fully 100% hearts and guys, then that's a positive thing. I think Ike was trying to make that point. It is definitely better. You get a couple guys are like, oh, I don't know about this guy. Well, you know what? You out of here. So you, you don't have to worry about what uh, Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be that adversarial. But like, you know, the the group think is great when it works. Right? Yeah. But when it's not and you got 15 guys all headed the same direction. Right, is what I'm worried about. Like, you know, um, and I just hope that there are still guys left around him that will challenge him if he's wrong. Right. That's was where I'm at with it. So, you know, I, I don't know that that's the, the not the case right now, right. but hopefully, hopefully those guys are still in his room because you do, you need that. You need guys who challenge you and say, coach, you know, we need to take another look at this. Or I know we planned this, or I know you're thinking this, but. You know, uh, here's what we've seen and, and just can be open to collaborate, you know, with the people who hopefully now he has chosen fully because 
you know, the staff was, you know, this 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 thing with Mason kind of irks me too, because I'm like, why not just hire Schmetting from to begin with if that's the guy you wanted? But everywhere, but we saw that yeah. in all positions, he hired guys who were clearly recommended to him because right. he didn't have any yeah, relationship so with frustrating that that was even he, a thing with coach corn but he, we know that that's a thing we know that that hire that happened right. with bobo we know that hire with uh, cornelius williams we now know that that's high that happened if, if he had his own way he would have just brought the entire boise staff down here to auburn so he could run the system the way he wanted to people would not allow him to do that and they were right. like no you gotta have an sec yeah. guy that knows the footprint and you need somebody who can win the state of alabama and you gotta have this and you gotta have that i ain't gonna lie to you i think he had to have cadillac sold to him he wasn't just gonna be like okay yeah caddy you can come up like that was somebody had to sell him on the fact that travis Everybody wanted Travis to come in and be the DC or stay on as a linebacker coach. Right. People were fighting hard for that. He didn't feel like Travis was going to fit his culture or Travis wasn't a buy-in for the culture that he set out there as an expectation. He got sold on a lot of people and he regretted it, basically. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, if, if we were going to end up here, I would have just have preferred to see Schmetting from year one. <laughs> I don't know that that would have been possible. Yeah. Yeah, like regardless of the results, like if this is the way we're headed, you know, that highlights a problem, the meddling, right? This is why, mm -hmm. you know, you know, Auburn is a top job, but it's not a top tier job, right? For like, sure. Because of the meddling and, and the things that go on behind the scenes other than just coaching football that affect his ability to coach football. So there's a lot of egos to feed. I understand. Um you know, if you know, once they make this official, like I officially wish, you know, Derek, I thank him for his contributions to our team this year. For sure. Um, you know, and that he represented us well as a person, I think. You know, he carried himself well. He's you know, he was a good example for kids, man. He did he was a model employee and still on his way out the door. Being gracious. Yeah, yeah. right. Right. So yeah, he's, you know, he, Derek, if, if Derek Mason's a good guy, listen, I've never had more than a passing hello with Derek Mason. But by all accounts, Derek Mason, very good guy. Uh, it's hard to root against someone like that. And again, the, the, the product on the field, I just disagree that it was a poor product. So, you know, uh, for a couple more Super Chats here. Uh, Mobile alum 1991, again, Super Chatting. I wonder if Harson will make an appearance at the game tomorrow. Maybe it's time for some good optics. I don't know. He's not the political uh, kiss the baby shaking hands guy. Maybe yeah. he's not. I don't know. I, I, it's funny you say that because I had that thought while I was cutting up the basketball highlights. I was just like, you know what? When are we going to see Harson at a basketball game? Let me tell you something. The last basketball game I went to, I think, was Kentucky-Auburn 2019. And mm -hmm. I walked in and Gus was sitting two rows in front of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right at the basketball game, supporting the basketball team, and I'm just like, you know, listen, bro. I know it's busy, but it might help <laughs> your image some to show up to the to the winning teams things, yeah. and <laughs> be a part a positive part of that. Certainly, <laughs> Lawrence. No, I went to go check on my son. He's in here playing by himself. I had to make sure he, he went to go good. be a dad, not, yeah. not call his dad. He went to go yeah. be a dad. Shout out to my yeah. wife um, taking care of, of little kid time downstairs with my son, even though it, that's definitely my job uh, right now. Thank you. Thank you, wife. I love you. I love you. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Casper P. says, 
Do y'all believe any of the defensive backs on the roster could be another Carlos Rogers best DB we ever had? That's debatable. It's the best DB we ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've actually had that debate on Facts and All before, didn't we? We talked about who no, was the best DB. And, yeah, yeah. Um, we we. we I think some somebody ones. gave a nod to uh, yeah, Danielle, giving some love back for the love you that's gave. Right, that's right. That's right. Look, y'all lovey dovey and but stuff. You know what I'm that's an Auburn woman right there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> as opposed to. I didn't say anything. Okay, okay. All right. I, I, didn't say I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, Carlton a... Davis won the ring. I mean, that's that's really the separator. Carlton yeah. Davis got the ring. You know what I'm saying? I, I still think Carlos Rogers was a better D, uh, C, uh, cornerback, but, you know, debatable. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, um, Damian so, Postel says, look, Bruce supported football out there in the cold, no shirt on, all that. Yeah, know, shirtless. Shirtless, you know he is what? a okay. meme. He made himself but a see, meme. They're just different. Like, Bruce they're is... They're different guys, right. The rah-rah, get out here, you know. He just has a different... He's a different kind of part. And I just... I, I don't know that that's Brian Harson's makeup. Like, he just... Again, I don't think Brian Harson cares. Like, fundamentally does not care what you think of him. He wants to win football games. But again, to everybody's point, if you don't care what I think of you and you're not winning, you're right. out the door. Right? Like you gotta we gotta win something. Either you're gonna win the court of public opinion or you're gonna win football games. The best people can do both. He right. is not winning football games of, you know, last five games of the year, and he is not winning the court of public opinion right now. Yeah, the optics are always better when you're winning, right? Um, so as I'm saying, know, nobody you know, would care if he showed up at a basketball game well, if we went ten and two last year. Yeah, right? you know what? <laughs> you ever seen the movies where the guy goes up to the girls' windows and he's tossing pebbles at the window, and she comes and she's like, "Oh, Johnny, I knew it was you." Right? Mm-hmm. Um, that only works because she liked Johnny. She already likes Johnny. Yeah, right. If she didn't yeah, like you, Johnny, you're, a, you're a loser if you're t- like, why did yeah. you bother me? <laughs> you're you're probably <laughs> yeah. giving a restraining order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. right. It's and talking. So, if she don't point, like you, my, my point is 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 that I'm not sure Brian Harson is proverbially hot enough. To throw pebbles <laughs> at the window. Right. I'm saying, like, he could show up and get booed at this point in time. Possibly. Right. Yeah, like, right. put him on the big screen hey, you know and be what? like, ooh, yeah, right. this guy out of here. So, yeah. I, I mean, that's all I'm saying, yeah. right? So, I, I get it. I get, uh, I'm like, okay, so maybe there's a reason. Maybe he needs to start right. winning stuff. Bruce can show up anywhere and anywhere, he, you know, yeah, he's my Michael face car good everywhere, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah we, have a, we have a table right here for you, Pearl. <laughs> all right. Like, he can just go in and do what he's saying, but I'm just, I. <laughs> I just question that part of it, you know, yeah. it, you know, his popularity around there. Uh, but I, I still think it would be a good thing for him to show up. I do. I do. Lawrence, think it would be. Lawrence uh, hipping everybody to how B. Will got Danielle throwing pebbles <laughs> at the window. Um, <laughs> no, no, I ain't, I ain't have to do that, man. I just had to hang around. You know how Steve Urkel said, I'm wearing you down, baby. That's what yep, I, that's I was just there. Assault. I was just right there for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, that is, no, Steve has been, can- we would have canceled Steve in today's Oh, for sure. Not to deviate too far down a family matters t- uh, tunnel, but like, can we just talk about how trash Laura was for real? She was a terrible she, person. She was awful. She was an awful human being. And uh-huh. yeah, like, I don't know why anybody would ever. Want to like be Laura Winslow in real life? She was awful. 
Mm-hmm. I just, I was not, I'm not a fan of Laura Winslow. I'm sorry. I'm anyway. a fan of Myra. You know, Myra was the soul. one. Myra, Myra dude, this ain't got nothing to do with Coach Mason. Yeah. But Myra was the one. Yeah. All right. When uh, Harson was asked about criticism on Twitter while at Boise State, he called them twitiots in the press conference. I remember that. That's a that's a that's a replayed coaching podium moment mm-hmm. quite a bit, yeah. right? When he's when he said that. I mean, he is, he's he's definitely not a huge social media guy. Right. Yeah. Right. And I don't think he likes his players on it too much. Um He's very old school when it comes to a lot of things, right? So, like, I, I just don't, I don't, um, I don't know what to, I, yeah, I, I think that these new players coming in, if they're, if they haven't made it clear to them, I would just prefer to not see them on social media at all than see some of the things I've been seeing. For sure. Right? Like, some of these things, man, have just been really immature and you're like, you're advertising to your coach, don't pick me. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Like, you know, and I wish these guys would just not. Um, it's hard enough trying to win a starting job already, man. Don't give yourself extra hurdles that are yeah. non-football related. Yeah. And that's, that's that's just I mean, listen, that is understanding that early enough uh, to manage, you know, and, and, and to Brian Harson's credit, he walks it like he talks. He's not on social media doing anything. He's not giving you any clues in press conferences. Right. He's not on. He's just like, listen. This is not, and you know, speaking of coaches who that resembles, Bill Belichick is the same way in the NFL, and mm-hmm. these are fully grown men, right? Like you talk right. about why perception matters at college more than it does in the NFL, because in college, largely the player gets to choose you, right? In the NFL, I can trade for you, I can go get you if I want you. Like a lot of players might want to hold out or not, but, but listen. Perception matters to that degree much more in college because I get to choose what school I go to if I'm good enough. Mm. I can I can go in here and say, well, I want to play here. I want to play there. And this is pre-NIL, right? Money wasn't, well, I'm not saying money wasn't a factor. Money was always a factor. But money wasn't the bigger factor for a lot of these guys. It was where can I go and put myself in a good position to go get paid later, right? Right. But if we're talking about cultures built around a guy who exemplifies that culture— Bill Belichick is that guy. He don't care. Look, he don't care about your press conference. He don't care nothing about your. T- he ain't trying to be on Twitter. He's not trying. He doesn't care about the court of public opinion. When is the uh, last time you felt like Bill Belichick was trying to make a move publicly that won him some sort of brownie points with anybody, right. locally in Boston or nationally in the media? He does not right. care. Right, not right. even the slightest bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is funny. I just this comment here. How many basketball games do we see saving Curvy or Jimbo at? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't watch. Who watches those yeah. guys play basketball? Yeah, Georgia sucks. Bama sucks. Um, Texas A and M is good, but who? Like, I don't care if they show up at a basketball. Game. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm to with your you. point though. I don't think that they go. But yeah, yeah. I, I have not seen a ton of footage on that, but that doesn't mean that it's not happening. Um, yeah, I, 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 see, but I fundamentally don't care if they like earlier. But see, here's the thing. If was early in the Nick Saban days, was he doing that? Was he trying to just show up and show solidarity for the university before he became Nick the Great, right? I mean, he was already coming in highly talented, so maybe it's different for Nick. Yeah, maybe yeah. LSU might be a better example. Was Nick Saban early days LSU? You know, yeah. when he first got there to LSU, was he showing up at LSU basketball games to be like, hi, I'm Nick, new guy on campus. You guys got to love me. Right. Do, I, we uh, bring, do we bring five football foot recruits? <laughs> 
Do we, we do football and this, to, so, to the basketball game? Yes, yeah, Gus was supposed actually, to be showing up at the game tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's his name? Gus was actually at games with recruits. That was yeah, a part yeah. of like the recruitment trip for certain correct. guys. Correct. Correct. Yeah, um, I'm saying correct. somebody else from the football team is going to be there with the recruits. It's not going to be Brian Harson. Like, now the players go. The players go, and that may be a thing where the players are taking the recruits to the game because I know that happens when they come on campus and then the current players show run come. You know, they show the other uh, the recruits around and say, is "Hey, this how goes." He's not on Madden. You mean like he's not? He they, they can't play use his likeness. They can't use his likeness. He's like, I don't even want to be in y'all video games. I don't play. <laughs> I don't. Pl- I don't play no games. Not even video games. <laughs> that's that's funny. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, hey, can you sign off on this? Nope. I'm good. No. Oh man. <laughs> I, I think can I probably. Like this. Yeah, it's crazy. The best thing that we can get from Harson is we don't. We we we're in this position where we have to compare what his tenure so far looks like with somebody else who does it that way, but who's been successful. So that we feel like, okay, even though how you are have done so far, your your tendencies, how how you know hard of a coach you are, we don't think it's working great right now because of how things are changing, because of the record on the field. And we're trying to say, okay, well, somebody else looked like that on the field in year one, but they ended up all right. Or, well, this coach coaches that hard, but they ended up all right. But honestly, we have no idea where this mm-hmm. is going. We don't. And yeah. and none of us sitting here thought we would know where this would be going after year one. So yeah. big picture, what we have lost is, I can't say we've lost much because we didn't think this would be together by the end of the 2021 season. We said 2023. We've been saying that. We want to see that recruiting class. We want to see the development of the guys he got his hands on starting in 2021. Mm-hmm. And we want to see how how does the quarterback position look by then, by 2023. I think we're still on the same trajectory, honestly, maybe a little quicker because we are completely skipping the whole let these coaches just work themselves into having a terrible season and then we got to get rid of you. It's like, no, let's let's do it now. So I'm, I'm not, it, it doesn't feel good. It looks unstable. And I think that's the worst that you could say about it. Instability yeah. is not a good look. But so mm-hmm. far, that's all it is, is a bad look. Yeah. 2023 is still, he needs to, ha- to have a decent record. I think eight and four has to be the minimum for him, for him next year. Yeah. Five games to start the season is a great runway. Yeah, to to jumpstart a great season. <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of did. Um, but that I don't think there is a better situation to having your staff be exactly what you want it to be to getting some other players who weren't bought in out and getting some ones that are bought in into the program. And you got five games of getting everything together before you take your show on the road. It is very possible to come out of those five games, five and oh, and you need three more wins in SEC play. Three wins out of the last seven games to secure your spot so you can get to that 2023 season and show us exactly who you are. I think yeah. it's possible. You got to like the setup. Yeah, and I mean, but, you know, the, I think, you know, to to kind of echo or I think to encompass some of the feelings for Mike, yes, we, we all agree that this year was not going to be the prove-it year necessarily. 2023 was going to be the one, but you were hoping more was going to be intact 
leading up into that so that you don't have to feel like it's a restart every time you get to the off-season. Main easy in the place that we good, let them cook with his own ingredients, then taste the gumbo. Listen, I hope, you know, I like gumbo. I you know? make a food reference. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, uh, listen, I, I like it, I like it, but uh, I, I am definitely hoping that, um, you know, we, we have some good results. But again, we don't know. We have to wait and play this forward. Lisa Wise jumping in here saying, uh, Saban showed up at halftime for the Iron Bowl trophy until those poor losers started making excuses to keep uh, from coming to Auburn and the tradition was minimized. Oh, um, man, what? <laughs> Come on, bro. Gotta show uh, up. Um, yeah, whatever. That guy. I, I don't know. I mean, he's a great coach. I'm not going to say anything negative about him. Um, uh. He just coaches for a terrible team. Um, well, he coaches for a good team. I just hate him. Uh, so, so we hired a. So we hired a. So we're assuming that Schmetting moves into the de- defensive right. coordinator job. They hired uh, the former AU guy. Uh, what's his name? Brumbaugh. 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 And um, you know, you've got a ton of talent in there returning. Now you got to hold on to everybody through the spring. Guys will have transfer options up until like May or something like that, I think. Uh, if they were going to hop in the portal uh, before the next season. Uh, but, you know, I think I think a lot of the guys that we brought in now that, you know, smoke is smoke is out. Zacoby's out. Uh, Owen Papo is returning. Correct. Mm-hmm. He is. Coming um, back. Yeah. You know, uh, Derek Hall. I think mm-hmm. is is coming back. Derek Derek Hall's back. Colby Wooden's back. Yeah. Uh, Echo Leota back. Um, mm-hmm. Who else from the defensive side? Yeah, I mean, they've got a chance. Defense. They just bring back so and those guys all play like significant minutes, right? Like so, um, you know, bringing all that back plus plugging in some some things on the D line. You know, you got Thanos in here. Um, you know, some guys that maybe can be immediate impact guys. And um, I, I'd say the ingredients are definitely there, right? Yeah. Um, I just want to see what kind of cook is in the kitchen. That, so there, there is the essential question is, do we actually, Marcus Harris, another one, do we actually know what kind of cook we have in the kitchen at this point? Yeah, I don't think yeah. anybody does, but I think... You know, uh, you know, to continue the restaurant metaphor, the cook is not the only person responsible for what ends up on your plate, right? Like the rest of the kitchen staff has got to be on board with what the what the head chef is trying to do. And if you got guys out there who aren't pulling their weight, I've watched enough reality TV shows about cooking to know, it, it, you know, <laughs> the head chef can be out, can be, can he be, he can be a master. You got a poor sous chef and you got a poor guy who's on the prep line and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. You know, you could have the most highly touted head chef in the world. The rest of the kitchen staff got to be on point, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 